Hey there, Weekend Leader. Welcome back to another episode on Niche to Nations. Today we're going to be unpacking um, our focus for July, which is forgiveness. Okay, so if you haven't um, heard about what the Lord is wanting us to focus on for the month of July, go back um, to the previous episode and tune in there because I actually give you um, a tool that he gave me to release to you about called basically the language of an awakened leader, um, that leader with it inside for greater is he that is in you than he was in this world. So your language, um, will be fruitful and, um, we use the acronym apples. So today we're going to be unpacking and looking at basically addressing the root, um, of what's stopping you from forgiving. Okay, Awaken Leader, so I'm going to give it to you as it was given to me. Uh, I've been doing this um, kickoff in July, the fruit study, or basically, where it's a three by three. So you do three fruit of the spirit um, Bible study So um, for three days. So you do love, joy, and peace. For day one, patience, kindness, goodness for day two, and then you finish it off um, with the remainder, um, the last three. So patience, so so all together you get love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I share that with you because uh, it's basically a way to kick off a new month that he's had me doing. And Wow to God be the glory. So I actually have some things that I'm going to be releasing on, uh, July 10th in real time and it'll be available. So if you're catching this a year later, two years later, um, to the best of my ability to God be the glory, it'll be, um, available on our website, but I'm going to be releasing a tool that will help you address these things by applying the same systems and processes, um, that I use in growing my daily life, uh, to, that have helped me to overcome and face, um, depression and anxiety, uh, especially for, you know, wives, moms, and business owners that are called to do great things and to be, a, a light in a dark place. Uh, we tend to, get attacked with what the world would call depression or anxiety. But from my, um, journey and my testimony, it's really been, um, growing in a level of spiritual warfare that I wasn't trained up as a child to know or to be aware of. Right. So it's almost like I've had to God is so gracious and kind. He, it's like Jesus took me through the things that for various reasons, right? Sin is sin, right? We all fall short. There's no big sin, small sin. We all fall short, right? And so for whatever reason, my parents based on sin or not knowing, right? Um, cause basically sin keeps you blinded. So if you're not walking in the, you know, ammunition of the Holy spirit, if you're not walking in your authority in Christ, how can you raise children that way? 
Now, you and I both fall short, right? There's things that we've, choices we've made and we can look back and like have regrets. But I'm here to tell you that God is not a respecter of persons. And when that happens, he ends up using what the enemy meant for evil for your good. And he's going to get all the glory, honor, and praise. And so as you're raising your children and things are changing, you're going to be able to see that he's taking those things to use those the dumb things of this world, to, uh, the dumb to confound the wise. So with that being said, those things that, you, oh, I have regrets, I wasn't able to do that, or I should have raised my kids better, or I should have done that. I'm telling you as a grown woman who's now going to be 36 years old come this fall, that even though my parents may not have been able to have done those things that as I read through the word of God, I could have the anger and the bitterness. Like, why didn't you raise me to know my spiritual authority in Christ? Why didn't you raise me to speak the word of God? Why didn't you raise me to know what it means to, you know, checks and balances in the spirit and the natural meaning that currency, you know, to God is reaping and sowing and that what you sow, you will reap, right? And why, why wasn't I taught this? So I could be angry and frustrated. Why, 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 why? And don't get me wrong. We ask these questions and we wonder what these, you know, cause we have to process these, right? But that's the reason why Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to be leaving, but I'm sending a comforter and he's going to, which is the Holy spirit. Cause Jesus vesseled the Holy spirit. I, to, to help you, to help you go through these and to search these things out because you're going to have questions. Now, having questions is a good thing. It's a good thing when you're searching for understanding that is not of your own. It's not leaning on your own understanding, like in Proverbs three, but it's seeking first the kingdom of God. Um, Matthew six thirty three, so that all things will be added unto you. So that as all things are added unto you, it's getting that knowledge and that wisdom by asking questions and seeking first the kingdom of God through reverential and prayer, reverence and prayer, respect and kindness and holiness and reverence to God and him saying, this is what you need. This is, I'm going to give this to you so that as you are tapping into this, you're able to not only heal and address those questions and those wounds from when you were a child, but truthfully, it's unpacking your story. Can we just be real? God knew that your parents weren't going to be able to do certain things because sin um, buffet them, B-U-F-F-E-T, right? Buffet them. Now we can look at it like if people, you know, in the United States, we go to buffets. I haven't been to a buffet in years. Glory be to God. Um, but I grew up, we would go to buffets and basically stuff our faces, which is gluttony, which is sin, right? But it was cheap. And where could you take the family to eat for cheap, right? And to get out. And so there was all of those things but if you look at the definition of buffet versus buffet, um, a lot of those things, you know, a buff buffet by biblical or excuse me, by definition, because he actually had me look this up a while back. So I was like, Lord, why am I seeing this? Like, what's the difference between, you know, buffet and buffet? And because I kept hearing, you know, the enemy kept, um, 
whatever the enemy buffets you, how he buffets you, sin buffets, sin buffets you. And, and I kept saying, okay, Lord, what are you saying? Like, what, what is this? And, okay, so grammatically speaking, we're going to talk about buffet. So meaning, and it's spelled B-U-F-F-E-T, um, what buffets you, right? Buffet, buff it, B-U-F-F-I-T is how to um, pronounce it. But it means to pound or to beat against, to instill a sequence of blows. Buffet is used as a noun or a verb related to words um, or excuse me, related words are buffets, buffeted, buffeting. Buffet may be used either literally or figuratively. For instance, a house may, uh, may be said to be buffeted by wind. A politician may be said to be buffeted by popular opinion. The word buffet is derived from the old French word buffeter, which means to inflict blows or to slap. Uh, how many of you have been or feel like you've been slapped by the enemy one too many times and you're just sick of this same crap over and over again, right? And you're like, Lord, I'm sick of it. But then the Lord was like, buffet, a buffet, which is a smorgasbord, a dinner, a meal that is displaced upon a table for guests to serve themselves. Many gatherings such as weddings or, you know, events and all of that kind of stuff. So he had me look up the difference between these two words. And the reason is, is because a lot of us, including myself, you know, I've dealt with weight issues my entire life. And we look at, um, why is this buffeting me? Why is this happening to me? What is this? Why do I constantly feel like I'm getting slapped in the face with these things? And it's because of our plate. It's because we don't know how to turn away our plate. Now, I'm speaking to you not because I am, you know, you know, the prayer and fasting connoisseur, okay? Like, I'm just being funny. But I'm, I'm saying is I've had to grow into these things, okay? I've had to mature into these things. And here's the reason why we're going to talk about this. And it is because um, mental illness comes from a lack of forgiveness in the bloodline. Mental illness comes from a lack of forgiveness in the bloodline. Now, I didn't just make this up. I was in prayer and the Lord was like, I need you to do a study on forgiveness and the concordance of your Bible specifically. Like he's like forgiveness and the concordance. And then he's like, this is your podcast. And so the scriptures that I was reading out from my concordance is Psalms 130 verse four, Acts 13 verse 38, Acts 26 verse 18 and Ephesians 1 7. So I began to read and go through this. And I was like, wow. And the Lord specifically said, address the root, see good fruit, address the root, see good fruit. So I gave you that whole explanation of my personal life. You know, you know, me talking about going back, you know, blaming my parents. Well, how come you didn't raise me like this? And you know, all certain things and going to God and asking and seeking and all of this kind of stuff. And then he was saying the enemy buffets you because of the buffets in your life. 
So in my past, I grew up with all of that. Okay. I grew up with those types of things. There's also mental illness in my family. And because I've come away from a lot of things, because, you know, um, being mindful of portion control and feeding my body and renewing my mind as my body being a temple and of the most high and certain things and turning away my plate, I was reading and it blessed my soul because Psalm 30 verse four says, but there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. So in context, talking to about Jesus, talking about Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness with you. So Psalmist is writing this in Psalms talking about forgiveness is with you. It's a capital Y-O-U saying forgiveness is with you, Christ, like is with you, God, that you may be feared. So all of the things that are buffeting us, the forgiveness that we need for these things that are buffeting us is found in Christ. And that reverential fear is what establishes like the truth in the forgiveness of our sins. Continuing, it was a blessing to me because in Acts 13 verse 38, now I encourage you to read the entire chapters. Okay. I'll, I'll list the scriptures below, but I encourage you to read the entire chapter for context. So quick context, if you're new to this podcast or just listening to me, I'll give you a scripture you read the scripture and then you read the entire chapter and then go back to the focus scripture so that you can gain context, right? Um, a lot of times you might even be led this, and this is just for my personal walk with the Holy Spirit um, and how he minister and how Holy Spirit ministers to me is he'll say, okay, now read the previous chapter. Okay, now read the other, now read the next chapter or read, you know what I mean? Because there's, it's the continuation so to speak. Okay. So Acts 13 verse 38 says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that though this man is preached to you, the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of sins, excuse me. I read that incorrectly. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins through through so through when we go through something when we go through the door when we go through the house when we go through the drive through <laughs> when you go through this man that through this man, and it's a capital M for man, talking about Jesus, is preached to you the forgiveness of your sins. So in order for the forgiveness of your sins to be addressed and for all of those things, that healing, that renewing of your mind, all of those things, it comes through grow, going and growing through Christ. Okay? So now real talk in doing this podcast, um, we're on um, vacation for my husband's uh, 35th birthday to God be the glory. And I'm sitting outside on the deck in the, in the cabin that we're staying at. And, um, it's beautiful outside. 
I saw a deer this morning. It was so gorgeous. If you're following me on Instagram, you might have seen um, the post that I posted, or if you're following me on Facebook, and um, or not the post, but the stories. Um, I share a lot of real life and just more encouraging, like you know, just day to day stuff. Um, so if you want to get to know me, peep my stories because I share little, you know, behind the scenes stuff with you through the stories. But um, the kids woke up, so I left my you know my journal, my Bible, all my stuff out on the table on the, on the deck. And I went inside and, you know, got the children situated and all that kind of stuff. And when I came back, I had a tiny, tiny seed on the journal that I was, um, that I'm writing on. And when I saw this seed, I looked at it and it's, I'm pretty sure it's a pine seed. And cause there's pine trees all around. So in the wind, I'm sure caught it or, you know, and it fell, but it specifically landed on like, there was nothing else around, but this one seed. And I was like, all right, Lord, you put this seed here for a reason. And I heard faith of a mustard seed because I started looking at this seed and I'm like, this thing is tiny. This thing is so small. And to think a huge tree comes from like from this tiny seed I was just like oh my goodness and I'm in this forest and I'm looking around and I'm like it's there's so much shade in the back like it's you know good 80 degrees outside but it's cooler because of all of the shade the sun is directly above me but there's shade over this whole entire deck and I am just like my god Right. And so thank you, Holy Spirit. I just heard the Holy Spirit say forgiveness is like shade underneath the hot sun. My God, forgiveness is like shade underneath the hot sun. And, oh, that just blessed my soul. So I'm sitting out here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I'm sitting out here and I hear faith of a mustard seed. And then I hear faith of a mustard seed moves doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. Remember, we're addressing, right? We're addressing the root so we can see good fruit. Because July is about forgiveness because we are about to have a good harvest come up, right? We are about to have a good, a good, good, a good harvest, okay, in the name of Jesus. And then I heard the Lord say, he's like, I don't require much faith from you, daughter. I knew long before that generations of unbelief would buffet your family due to unforgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean you ignore or hold a grudge. It simply means you forget like I do when you repent. Wow. He said it's short, simple, and sweet. When it comes to forgiveness, keep it short, simple, and sweet. Now, there are some things that he told me, you know, there's ways to set boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you as a former uh, mental health counselor, 
Um, you know, I did all the theology trainings and was certified by the state and all that different kind of stuff. And the Lord told me to come away from that. And I'm, I hear me loud and clear. Counseling is a great tool to help you subdue your flesh. But ultimately, you know how the world says forgive but never forget? No, the devil's a liar. You forgive and you forget like Jesus does when you repent. That's what he said. He said forgiveness doesn't mean you ignore or hold a grudge. It simply means you forget like I do when you repent. So all of the times that your parents, my parents, people in this world, okay, have hurt us. True repentance is we forget that they ever did that. So I'm sitting here thinking I have to truly forgive my parents for the things that they have done. I have to forget. I have to forget it. Like I have to forgive and forget like Jesus does when we repent. Now, here's the reason why we're doing this. And this blessed my soul. Okay. This blessed my soul. And to keeping it short, simple, and sweet. He told me to go read Acts 26, 18, which was part of the study, the scriptures that I gave you, right? I'm doing this in order. This is how we Holy Ghost ride the whip. This is how it happened in order. Amen. And he said specifically Acts 26, verse 18, and it says to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me, my God. So us forgiving and forgetting like Jesus did when we repent of sins that we do, it's not just for us. But it's a transaction of opening their eyes in order for them to turn from darkness to light. To pull them from the power of Satan and give what God is God. Give to God what is God's. Their soul. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. See, so sanctification by faith in God is knowing who and where our help comes from. And that when he asks us to do something, we do it. Now, as difficult and as hard as this is. I know that there are things that I must forgive. Now, they've, I've forgiven. I've forgiven. The question is, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Because now you might be saying, well, I'm not like, I'm not God. Like, you know, that's not all that kind of stuff. I understand that. It has nothing to do about you. It has nothing to do with you. Forgiveness has nothing to do with you. If forgiveness had anything to do with you, Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross 
for you because it had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with what he was doing for you. So by you being Christ-like and being a Christian means that you're going to forgive because Jesus forgave sin for you. So the same mercy, the same love and kindness that he gave to you. Now, I'm not telling you to go to the cross for these people because that's already been done in the name of Jesus. But what I'm saying is forgive and forget because it is more attached. What the enemy is trying to buffet is the soul of the loved one who has been used by the enemy to sow a seed of unforgiveness in your heart. So not only does it buffet you, but it also buffets the soul of the person who is doing the sin. So by you forgiving, it's actually two birds with one stone. Come on, David. All you need is a slingshot of forgiveness. All we need is a slingshot of forgiveness. And forgetting what they've done. Being like, oh, well, they did it. Okay, whatever. Now, I'm not saying we're going to allow a person to keep doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this. What I'm saying is that every time we go to do something or interact with this individual we don't treat them as if they are the sin that has been buffeting them to cause for unforgiveness in your heart. Because if Jesus, thank God Jesus doesn't treat us like that. Thank God he doesn't treat us like that. That every time we go before Jesus, we have to say, oh, well, I've, all the things that we've ever sinned for and repented for, we would have to say to him because of this, 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 like, and all of that. When Jesus is like, God's like, why do you keep repent, repenting of the same things over and over and over and over and over again? You obviously haven't forgotten like I have. Like, I forgot about that. You haven't forgotten about it. That's why it keeps ruminating in your head. Therefore, you're not really repented. You keep doing it over and over and over and over again. So that unforgiveness actually becomes the sin, not the sin that actually led you to be unfor to the unforgiven or the unforgiveness, right? Because you start to make an idol of unforgiveness, my God. And we are to be walking, walking as sanctified believers in Christ, okay? And so short, simple, and sweet. So with him saying that in Ephesians 1, 7, 1 verse 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The rich, the riches of his grace. God's grace is sufficient. In Christ Jesus, we have the grace of Jesus Christ. We have the grace of God. So the same way that the enemy has been slapping you or buffeting you with sin is the same way that it has been happening in your bloodline. And it's not easy. It is very difficult to be the one who has to be the forgiver in the family. Okay. Now, trust me. 
when I say this to you. Okay, I'm going to read to you Matthew 17, 20 verses 20 through 21. And we're going to close on this. It says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Verse 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Ding, 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 ding. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Do you see why forgiveness is difficult? We're addressing the root. It's because this type must be done in prayer and fasting. In prayer and fasting. That's the reason why if you're weight or gluttony or any of those things, it's actually hindering forgiveness. It's hindering forgiveness. And because of you, you are going to be able to walk this out. And to God be the glory, like in Acts chapter 26, verse 18, you're going to be doing certain things because this is going to open the eyes of your loved ones who are in sin, who are in darkness and bring them to light, who are in the grasp of the enemy's power and they will be rendered unto God and they will receive the forgiveness of their sins. You have no idea what God is about to do in, inside of you and through you based on obedience And diving deeper in faith of a mustard seed and how this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. I pray this encourages you. God bless you. And this is how the Lord has showed me how to address the root and see good fruit in Jesus name. All righty, Awaken Leader. This week's podcast episode is sponsored by are you ready your homeschool connect i'm super excited to introduce you to your homeschool connect connecting your creativity compassion and consistency into a homeschool plan that fits your home and calling this is coming soon we're launching more details on july 1st so be sure to click the link in the description and join our subscriber list and get special access and discount codes for the new seven-week homeschool curriculum. We are focusing on ages three to six years old, which is early child development, reading basics, and creative outlets to help you mature into the homeschool and awaken leader, businesswoman God has created you to be. Let's go, Proverbs 31, in Jesus' name.